And you're all very welcome back to another podcast delivered to you by WeddingSuppliers.ie. We're going to get stuck straight into this. I'm really excited to talk to Claire and Taylor Cakes. Wedding Cakes. That's what we're talking about. Claire, how are you? Hi, Paul. How are you? Now, Claire, forgive me. Do I say Claire Anne or is it just Claire? Just Claire. It's just Claire. Yeah, okay. just give us that little extra, you know. Oh, we like we, we like the style, and you know what? I'm looking at your wedding cakes right now on your website, and I'm going, "Wow, I nearly get married again just to have one of your wedding cakes." Um, so look, yeah, let's let's talk about your business. I mean, we'll touch off COVID nineteen, but you know what? We're, it looks like we're coming through all this. We're all feeling a little bit happier, and we're all feeling a little bit more upbeat. Um, but let's talk about cakes. I'd love to talk to you about the traditional. Um, movement of cakes so that's my mom would have made wedding cakes you know for neighbors and stuff right it was always those fruit cakes right you know fruit cake with icing almond icing um and then icing on top i mean does that happen anymore i had two people have their top tier last year with fruit cake and that was it right nobody else i have two this year again in the book if they uh Hopefully we'll still go ahead. Um, but that's it. It's really not, I don't even have it on on my menu normally, but I do it for everybody if they ask, because I actually love it. I had it myself, and I still have my top tier for my daughter's christening. <laughs> well, isn't that, isn't that interesting that, that there is still that little traditional? Is it for the taste, or is it for the tradition? I don't know. I think... I think it's probably for the tradition that's for the slightly more traditional person, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think so. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely not a trend at the minute. I would say people seem to be really interested in, like, seasonal flavours that I kind of focus on with the menu. There's still lots of chocolate biscuit cake and stuff, but we do, like, elderflower and stuff with our raspberry and some gin in the summer, and that is, like, definitely the best seller. Everybody chooses it after their tasting. It's even, like, every cake I make. So did you say gin? You said gin. Yeah. Gin. So we make, my husband and I go picking the elderflower and then we make cordial and then I mix that with gin and I soak the sponge with that lemon sponge and then we make, or I make the raspberry jam and we fill that in between the layers with the lemon elderflower buttercream. Oh, it's it's all picked in Wicklow. It's really nice. So that's like super popular. That sounds Um, so, yeah. yeah, I think people are kind of intrigued by something a little bit different. Like, it sounds interesting, but it's not so different that it's going to alienate your guests, you know? Yeah, like, it's yeah. going to go down really well. Everyone's going to love it. Because um, that's key. Like, people don't want to be left with lots of cake, so it's really important that the flavour hits the right note for everybody, not I, just the bride and Yeah, and can I ask you about that? Because, look, as, as you know, I'd be kind of, uh, later in the evening, I'd be one of those people that sing in a band and then what to do is to put the cake out, you know. Is there still that tradition where people will save the top tier or, you know, like, do people still want to keep a piece of the cake? Is that gone? Um, or what do you hear? Or is it just you make the cake and you want as many people to, to, to finish the cake off? Um, you know, what, what um, the trends there? It definitely comes down to the couple. I would say I do have the odd broom who just loves, say, lemon yuzu cake or something like that. Like I have one guy and he asked to have some kept. But generally I just offer everybody, uh, like I send a presentation box and if they want a piece of each tier kept, if they're all different flavours, I say that they should do that. And the, like the venue will organise that then if I pass it on. Because the thing is, like, I don't know if you remember when you were getting married, but when I was, I spent 
a year and a half looking forward to all these details and then it got so swept up in the day that I missed half of them like yeah. and I think if you're just having the crack and you're dancing and you're having fun and you just totally forget to go and grab a slice of cake and then you get to the next day and it's gone so like I always organise it that it's presented really nicely for the couple if they want to catch so they can have a little bit of breakfast in bed the next morning or something, you know, before they go down for a day two. But well, that's a really good, so. that's really interesting what you're saying there because you're right. When you plan your wedding, you run it up and then the day goes, oh, I never did that. Oh, I never had a piece of my cake. I don't even remember eating my my um, my food um, at, at the at the at my own wedding. So it's I was, mad to think, isn't it? Yeah, you just, just totally missing like just little details. Like I remember, I was really looking forward to the Queen of Sheba when I left the church. And they could have played anything. I had no idea. Totally missed it. Like, <laughs> spent the whole time looking forward to it. No idea if it ever happened. Yeah, I know, I know. And here, this is the other thing. This is why videographers are so important. So you can look back at this stuff. I didn't have one. I regret it. I can't believe I didn't have a videographer, you know? Um, and I'm kind of always saying that to people as well. But that's really interesting what you're saying. Would that be a thing where you would actually say to the venue, if you can keep a piece of cake and put it in a nice little box, and then when the couple wake up the next morning, it's there? Would that be something that you do, or is that's, it something that's an idea? Yeah. I offer it to everybody. And if some people just want to kick on, like they want to enjoy it on the day, um, especially if they're a couple coming from abroad or something, and they might be heading off on honeymoon somewhere else, in Ireland or in yeah. Europe or something, uh, they definitely don't want leftover cake. Some people want it for maybe somebody who couldn't make it to the wedding or whatever. I always just ask and then I organise it for them and I speak to the venue. I'll probably speak to the planner before going down anyway yeah. to deliver the cake on the day and then I'll pass it on to whoever there. Like, I just kind of, I try to offer it as a service that, like, the idea that I have when somebody orders with me, like, they book in and then we go through the tasting, they pick what flavours they want. And I'm always open to if somebody wants something sweeter or less sweet or whatever. I bake it the way I think it's delicious, but the cake is for them yes. and it's all bespoke. So if they want something sweet, that's no problem. Then it's all designed up, everything's agreed. And then as far as I'm concerned, they can forget about the cake. Yeah. Like I'm going to worry about everything after that. Like they just need to show up and it'll be there. It'll be what they're looking for. Anything like, I mean, you know, I'll just, I take care of everything. That's the idea anyway. Okay, and could we go back a little bit to why you got into cooking cakes? Is this something from a childhood thing where you just really love baking? Because your your website, I have to say, it's it's really well presented and the cakes look amazing. And, you know, you don't do something unless you absolutely love doing what you do. And you can see by your website and by how you present yourself that you're really good at what you do so could you just take us back it's like I mean how long have you been cooking cakes or baking cakes I should say not cooking um well at first I got really into my cooking and my baking from my gran that traditional story that everyone has but Brilliant. it is true yeah um she did teach me how to make my soup pastry and all of that I got really into it and then I did body with cookery course when I finished school for 12 weeks Wow. And just went off then. I went and became a chef and I trained in lots of different restaurants. I started in Thornton's in Dublin back in the day. Wow. Um, and then I went across the water and ended up in Norfolk. And then I went to, I wanted to specialize in pastry. That's what I realized. But pastry is like, you need to work somewhere where they have lots of different outlets to like learn it as a craft rather than just as a small pastry that's part of a kitchen. So I went to the Ritz in London to do that, and then I went to the Manwar, and then came home. 
That is an amazing story. You worked at the Ritz in London, Ballymaloo. And how was Ballymaloo for you? Did it really, really take you from one level to the next? Yeah, it totally just, um, it just reconfirmed my love for cooking. Like, yes. Um, yeah, I really, my parents, if I'm honest, weren't that keen on it. They really wanted me to have a degree before I went and pursued this. And I think Ballymaloo was probably the worst thing I could have done. Um, in letting me go but it just lit the fire in my belly and I was just determined I wrote every restaurant in Dublin nobody would let me in um, and then I finally just you know look and whatever at the start of the line and I got an interview with Kevin Warrington and managed to get a job Wow! and that was it but it's just pure luck and I think once you get in if you love it you, you'll just get so much back from it you do yeah. for the effort but it just it's so worth it. Like it's 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 not about money. It's just you just love it. You and live for it. That story. Really that story alone. I mean, to hire you to 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 bake somebody's cake for 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 their wedding. I mean, every slice has that experience. What you've went through, going to Ballymanu, working in the Ritz, in the taste, in the look, all of those things. So, can we talk about then? Wedding cakes, okay, where the journey starts. How fussy are couples when it comes to the cake? And when they come to you about a wedding cake, do they know what they want? Um, oh, I don't know where to even start with that question. Um, some people know exactly what they want, and they'll send me either a picture of one of my own cakes or somebody else's. And I'll always say, like, I'll interpret another design. I'm not going to rip it off. Yes. Um, with something very close to it in, in style um, some people are a lot of people are quite open like they might they'll know that they want buttercream finish is very popular at the minute much more than the fondant I would say in certainly in my own orders um, like fondant is a cleaner finish and I suppose it's probably I don't know there's just different possibilities of the two finishes but the yeah. buttercream is that it's more relaxed with the fresh flowers and the wildflowers are very popular at the minute and pressed flowers. Um, so people might kind of say, oh, I want this sort of a vibe um, and then send you some pictures and stuff and then I could design something up taking inspiration from that. What's really nice is when people send you pictures of like their bouquets or maybe detailing in the dress. Uh, I've had a few of those which is kind of when you feel like you're on the inside, you know, having a sneak peek and nobody <laughs> else knows but uh, yeah, and then kind of designing from there. So I might do a couple of different versions if I'm doing it like that. It would depend. If I'm fairly certain and I've really had like a brainwave, I'll just send them one, but sometimes I send two just to give them some flexibility because then we can revise the design up. It's not like a take yeah. or leave it. Like, yeah, and I'm saying... I'm on your wedding cakes section of your, you have the floral, you have the character, the buttercream, the silhouette, and you have those different types of styles and the flowers. It's interesting you had said that, like the bridesmaids' dresses, the colour coordination probably would be a, a big part of it. And then you're saying they can use the wildflowers as well. Um, and could I ask then, because obviously, look, I'm a novice here, so I'm just trying to imagine what... what so. You have your buttercream cake, which is popular at the moment. What about the traditional, yeah. um, the biscuit style cake? Is that going now? Because I am starting to see that, you know, that was a very, very, it was, you would see that all the time, you know, with the biscuits in it. Am I, am I on the right road here? I don't know what you call it. You know. It was still a runner, but in, I would say it's less popular than it was now. 
I mean, it's definitely still in there in the running. Um, but like, I don't really have the chocolate cake is probably the only flavor on my menu that is. Um, I have a lemon usage that's like a lemon curd, lemon sponge. Yeah. But it's like it's kind of the only other mainstream one that you know people would know straight away. And um, but obviously, I do other flavors that people really ask. But um, yeah, the chocolate biscuit's still there. But I say people want something lighter now. Seems yeah. to be the trend. Like, I mean. Yeah, people seem to be really interested in the seasonal idea of it, of the menu, because I try to, like, just emphasize the idea that, like, if you take something that's in season, it's at its best, and it's really just going to taste banging, rather yeah. than, um, yeah, just kind of feeling like you have to conform to a particular flavor, and then maybe, I mean, they'd still be nice, but they mightn't really sing to you. Yeah. Okay, and then the, the common the common tier. So would it be one, two, three tiers, four tiers? Um, what do you see? What would be the standard? Would it be two tiers, three tiers? Yeah, probably three is what I've done most of. Um, I had a seven in the book this year. If it's going to happen, then it might happen next year. Yeah, um, they're not very common. And <laughs> <laughs> um, funny enough, uh. Yeah, it's, I would say two or three. Um, it kind of it really just depends on like the guest numbers, and I always say to people like to bear in mind that like whether well if they're having a day two and if they want to have cake for that, then it's better to order extra. But generally, I'd say order a bit less than what you need because even if your family are sort of a stretcher starved kind of a family, <laughs> they're just going to wolf down the cake yeah. like mine. Um, like there's. You know, if you order, say, 130 portions for 150 weddings, you're going to have more than enough. Like, I yeah. always leave extra there anyway. There's always a bit of leeway. There's yeah. a lot, like, you just don't want to be left with loads, you know? How so, um, it's like three tiers, probably. Three tiers, okay. So, three tiers, buttercream, that's a bit of the trend. Now, look, you know, like, like myself, you know, 13th March, you know, the carpet was ripped from underneath us. Now we're all in different spaces as suppliers. You know, look, I'm in a band, you're in the cake. So we're all going to get dip back to work at different times. Um, so how did you adapt? I suppose with COVID-19, you, you might have had different branches to your business, maybe, you know, I don't know, like communions or stuff, cakes, birthdays. But with the wedding cake, this is your main thing. Um, so obviously... Yes. That were you can I ask, were you baking any cakes at the time? Like I'm sure you were. You might have had one or two yeah, in the pipeline was, ready to go. Yeah, yeah. So well I was actually just coming out of maternity leave. Uh, I took uh, just about three months off. Um, and so I had the first wedding was the twentieth of March, so it was in the book and there wasn't a break until sometime mid June, which I'm sure would have filled up. But anyway, so I was straight in, so all the sugar flowers and stuff were made. Um and kind of ready to go and uh, like the weddings are definitely they're the main focus of our business um so it's kind of a real big blow so at the time i just decided to take a step back because i hadn't taken full maturity leave so i just nothing seemed to be happening so i just sort of went on pause and let the diary just do it hopping and jumping and everybody taking back updates and postponing and you know just yeah. managing all of that and being as flexible as I could. Like in the end, we didn't, I didn't have to say no to anybody for a postponement day. I haven't yet. That's um, excellent. I've been able to work it out, which has been so, so lucky. Uh, it increased the capacity a bit this year, which luckily has enabled me to yeah. deal with all the amazing stuff. And great. Um, 
yeah, so I kind of just went on pause for a few weeks and now the business is back up and running and I'm just really focusing on uh, like the other, you know, like celebrations like corporate wholesale. Just started wholesale now. Um, so, but I mean, again, this week now, I'm sure you can see the same in your business. I mean, inquiries were trickling through the whole time, but few and far between. And there was very little deposits. Yes. Like no commitment because obviously everything was so uncertain. But yes. this week, I mean, I don't know what. I mean, it's just gone up exponentially and taking deposits again. And it's just like awesome. Like I could just feel, I think I was thinking, oh, I don't know if these guys that are booked in autumn, are they going to be disappointed? You know, a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking, oh, I don't know. And now I think those guys are going to be rewarded. I really yeah. feel so hopeful for everybody now. And I think everyone could feel that. Like, there's just so much more confidence in the industry that, you know, hopefully we've gone through the pain barrier and now everyone can just look forward to their day. It, and it really looks it really it. looks that way. It really does look that way. And we're all falling back into the, the space together. Um and look, even smaller weddings for you probably if they if some of the couples decided to have a smaller wedding, uh, you know, they'd still probably want a cake as well. So you might get back to work a little bit quicker, I suppose, than some suppliers, hopefully. Um, you know, but there's a lot of confidence there now and we've been saying to our wedding couples, stop reading the headlines that that don't really have any factual sense to them and they're gonna put you down. I'm sure you'll agree. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think just you got to just keep, uh, you just got to keep going and plan in a positive way. Like everybody's eyes are open now. We all know what can happen to the world. Like nobody knew before, and like you can't just live on pause or like worrying. You got to just rock and roll with it. Like, and um, I think people have to go ahead. Like, I think it's, I think because like a lot of my bookings obviously be in a quite far in advance like some people depending on how you know uh would like to book really far ahead but then some dates are closer to the time as a wedding cake vendor you know you might book your photographer in your venue and your band earlier so i think like i'm now i'm just taking bookings for this year again now like in a couple of months time yeah because if, again, you, if you think about the time that obviously they haven't booked a cake at all you know what i mean they've just paused their planning and now they're going right let's go again yeah I, actually you know what because obviously with the band it's 18 months 12 months right so when this kicked off in march our diary would have been full for the end of the year but for you for somebody that might have been getting married in august well, maybe not august but say september october they probably wouldn't have started that journey for their wedding cake so you're probably going to see a real burst of inquiries now um which would be great as well are you are you seeing a little bit of that where people coming out to you for december november yeah. stuff like that Yes, definitely. I mean, I have quite a lot in the book already for this year. Like, people do book 12 months in advance for cakes as well. Um, but there is more, I think, that would book closer time. So, yeah, there's definitely more inquiries for this year and for next year and the year after. Yeah. Uh, now, back. Um, so, yeah, Brilliant. I just think things are moving now and people are happier to commit because 
yeah, it just, it just feels more positive. No, it is. There's Definitely. a lot more positivity. Well, look, it's been great chatting to you. I'm, I'm, I'm starving now. I'm going to see my, my, my daughter here who's 11. You know what? I'm, I'm after running out of bananas because banana bread now is just, um, <laughs> I'm sure you've heard, it's like everyone's just baking banana bread. She, I think she's making <laughs> banana bread today. So I got to go in there now and see if we can put a bit of icing or something on it. But it's been <laughs> lovely speaking to you, uh, Claire. And look, we wish you the best of luck. I'm going to direct people to your website. It's claireandtaylor.ie forward slash wedding cakes and if anyone really wants it look it's artistic it, like so, looking at your cakes I'd even be afraid to cut into them they're they're absolutely beautiful um, I have to say they're gorgeous so look you enjoy uh, the rest of your weekend and thank you very much for speaking to us today thanks a million Carl thanks Good Claire <laughs> thank you very much bye bye bye, bye.